0: Everyone knows how to play poker, Poker,
1: but do you know how to play poker well? well?
0: Get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games,
1: hear interviews with the stars,
0: get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez.
2: And how's everybody doing out there, Big Dave and Joe? Joe, back in the saddle.
0: Thank God, thank God! After suffering a stroke, so <laughs> I'm I'm glad to be back. Yeah,
2: we'll talk about that a little bit. I don't want to delve too much into your personal uh, business, but uh, you know, people I'm sure were concerned and uh, said you. a prayer for you. And uh, uh, you know, I wasn't overrun with emails or anything, but uh, hopefully, people yeah, well,
0: uh, were let's, concerned. Uh, listen, some of the fans <laughs> of the show have got a hold of me. So uh, and, and thank you, guys, here at the show, You, Ugo Joe. You guys were wonderful. I can't thank you enough for your, your care and concerns for me. So. Yeah, well, of course, the
2: show must go on, and we did have yes. uh, uh, some very uh, big help from Chris Bolick and Abby Daniels, our guests in the studio the last two weeks. Uh, very kind to come in and do the whole show. And, uh, Joe, I'm sure chomping at the bit to get back at it. It happened right around, uh, the World Series of Poker, uh, final table.
0: Yes, yeah, as a matter of fact, we had done our show and, uh, the final table was about to start the following day, uh, and, I felt a little bad that day, got sent home from work because I wasn't feeling good, and on my way to work the next day is when I had my episode, and wound up spending five, six days in the hospital, and uh, didn't get to enjoy the main event final table like I would have liked to.
2: Well, it's easy for us to say, but it always could be worse. Uh, you yeah. could have gotten you into a, a bad car accident. You were on uh, the highway going 75 miles an yeah, hour, probably.
0: close to it. Very close to
2: it. You pulled off and uh, got some help from a good friend
0: who took you down to the hospital. yeah. yep yep they actually the hospital was upset that I didn't call nine one one really, yeah, because you know what 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 happened to me it, it didn't feel like what I said I had because you know most victims that I've heard of that have had some sort of paralysis, some sort of speech slurry. I didn't have any of that, all I had was loss of vision in my left eye, you know I lost half of it i you know as I was driving, I could only see half a car in front of me, so it scared me but I wasn't sure what I was happening and I wanted to make sure that I got to Baptist Hospital down here, which I consider the best hospital closer to my house and uh I just got very lucky. Let me ask it was you stupid spent of me to do that, but I got very lucky.
2: Well you spent what, four nights in the hospital?
0: Five five nights in the yep. hospital. Yeah, five and nights what's that in the like? hospital. Uh it wasn't fun. It wasn't I've never, a, I was
2: never spent a night in the hospital.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Um knock on wood. Yeah, (laughs) it is not fun. I mean, listen, I had great care, so that is the reason I wanted to go over there. Let me tell you something, Dave. Every time I had been to the hospital prior to this, you know, you go to the hospital, they want to see your insurance card. I got in there, told them, listen, I was driving, lost half of my vision in my left eye, it seemed like, and they immediately rushed me in. I'm telling you, I was there five, six hours, they never once asked me for an insurance card. Wow. They didn't care. I mean they none of that. None of that. It was it was amazing. The treatment at, at the Baptist Hospital was first class to say the least. Uh immediately doing CAT scans, MRIs to make sure what you know, what had happened to me and um you know, it calmed me down a little bit, but but you know, there were certain aspects of it, as as anyone who 's had what I had will tell you it does, does scare you, and you know especially at my age at being fifty seven you know i, was, I wasn 't expecting something like that. did this. you have any hot nurses? Yes, I did <laughs> <laughs> so it 's not all bad yes, I did, yes, I did, and, and some uh, some of the st- uh, staffing people who came to talk to me because of what had happened that weren 't actually nurses or you know in, in the healthcare, they were more of the office people. And like I said, uh, it, it was just very nice. All the doctors, everybody that had to see me—from the neurologist to the, uh, you know, the cardiologist, uh, the 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 attending physician on the floor—they they were all outstanding.
2: Could you get an internet link to play some online poker?
0: Uh, you know, I wanted to, but to be <laughs> honest with you, Dave, you know what the biggest problem was? They probably with this? don't want you thinking that hard. No, well, it wasn't that. They they um, it was the the massive headache that I kept feeling for the especially for the first three and a half four days I was there and I was like man what? and then finally you know I said man this has been like this for three or four days and they told me listen you know you've you've had an episode and <laughs> and it's affected your brain and of course you're gonna you know until it starts to heal itself you're gonna feel these headaches and you know that's, that's what I went through. That's what I went through until it started to go down a little bit for me and they finally released me because it was, they had to wait a week before they could do any further exams. Okay. And um, that week turned into two because of my insurance <laughs> not covering it, but uh, they finally did. And today I had that procedure done earlier this afternoon. Okay. Uh,
2: you, of course, obviously have been out of work. Uh, yeah. you dealing poker for the last year or so. You've been back at Dania. Yep.
0: I'm uh, very grateful about for it. that now, too, boy, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, I
2: can imagine, because uh, I do have the medical coverage. But, um it may be a while before you get back to that, huh?
0: It really is, as 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 you well know. When I came to the studio today, I, you know, I've I have become, I've had major issues with light sensitivity. Um, I thought I would have more issues with my my vision at night, and to be honest with you, I've seen better at night than during the day, and and you know, I I still have a bit of a blind spot. You know, and uh, after seeing the ophthalmologist also that I had to see after I got out of the hospital, he informed me of the damage that, is, that I have in my left eye. And I thought it was just my left eye because that's where I see the, the problem, but I actually had damage in both eyes. Oh, did, okay. Yeah, I have damage in both eyes. He says I'm going to have to kind of learn how to look at things a little differently. And that's part of the driving, and I don't know if that's, you know, the sensitivity that I'm having to to, to daylight. Light, Even yeah. wearing sunglasses, yeah, it's been a major pain in the ass to say the
2: well, least. Well, it's uh, interesting. We are happy you're feeling better and uh, glad you're able uh, to do the show again, and uh, Dave. I'm
0: so glad. Like I said, I'm glad to see you, to see Gio, Joe, everybody here in the studio. I'm glad to be back here. Our uh, our our boss, Mark, had some kind words to say to me when I spoke to him earlier uh, in the week, and I'm just grateful to be back here. I've enjoyed doing this f- with you and, and in South Florida for all these years, and I'm just grateful I still have the opportunity to do it this. It does
2: give you a great appreciation for some of the things you have in your life that you don't really even think twice about sometimes, but... Uh, um, you know it's it's obviously it's a huge wake up call is there something you will change about your lifestyle now yeah
0: yeah listen my wife's been on me to stop smoking i have not had a cigarette since that has happened and um you know that 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 is that is a promise i made not only her but my my three daughters and and as my oldest daughter said you're making this promise for your grandson too so uh that i'm done smoking uh you know that that won't that will not occur again um, so, um, you know, eating habits also. But you know, I I do have a medical condition known as AFib that I've had now for 12, 13 right. years, which was the main contributing factor to me having this 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 uh, stroke. Well, I'm, we I'm wish just you all the best. We're thanks. happy to have you Thank back, you and me.
2: hopefully uh, you'll be able to continue. I, I know it is tough <laughs> getting around, and uh, even just driving well, down the road really. Well, or riding I'm, in well, the well, it's, it's
0: not even driving. I can't drive. Yeah, I cannot drive. But I
2: mean, riding in the car. Uh, riding in the car. I,
0: I actually told my wife when it, uh, about about five six days ago at night, I actually got behind the wheel late at night just to see if the lights, the headlights, would have affected me. Drove a little bit okay, but as soon as I tried to get in during the daylight. I I had to pull over right away because uh, again I don't I don't even know how to describe what I was going through to be yeah. honest with you.
2: Well, let's get to some poker uh, because we are in the middle of the uh, the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Just Open. Just started, right? Fifth, fifth year. year uh, actually started uh, late last week. I think last okay. Thursday was the third uh, Thursday was the first day of the opening event, which is a 570 deep stack. With uh, rebuys. Million dollar guarantee for a 570, which is pretty good. Wow. And they had an impressive turnout. Of 3,173 players. There were six opening sessions. Uh, and it finished up on uh, Monday. It was supposed to finish Sunday, but it actually finished on Monday. So I was over there, got a chance uh, to talk to the winner, which was Nipun Java. We'll get to an interview with him in just a second. But uh, interesting story about him because uh, he's from India. He won two bracelets at the World Series this summer. He won a tag team title, uh, the 1,000K tag team, with a good friend of his from India, Aditya Sushant.
0: Wasn't that the one where, who was the guy that was offering people to be his partner that he put it I up? Think was that the tag uh, team? I think that was remember? the first
2: one. I think that was the 10 grand one. Oh, That was okay. early in the event. The Liv Boree and her boyfriend one? Okay. But this was like event 10, and he won with his uh, Indian-born partner. He is actually living in L.A. for the last 10 years or 11 years, uh, but is from Calcutta. Uh, I find that interesting because there's been uh, India poker in the news lately with a with a league that they started, a team league. Uh, I do ask him about that in the interview, but obviously with the Global Poker League uh, kind of uh, shaky ground right now, uh, this group from India came up with an Indian Poker League uh, and businessmen involved in owning the teams and, and a pretty good amount of money, $525,000 in prize money for that league If by comparison. Uh, The winners of the Global Poker League only won 100,000. So uh, this is a pretty big thing. And India has been growing in poker uh, over the last many years. And I looked it up today online, and uh, they have 1.325 billion people, which is just a little bit less than China, uh, but one of the obviously the most populous countries in the world. Uh, Just by comparison, the United States is 325 million, so four times what the United States population is in India.
0: Now, what I'm curious is with those numbers is uh, I would imagine the, the, uh, (laughs) the range between the you know, the poor, like, poor, and and the wealthy. Yeah, you know, I don't know if there's. You know, poker's always been kind of
1: well. They, a, have, no, a road they have the middle. They have no middle class. Income. We know about that. Yeah, there's obviously no middle class, and by the way, they only have a billion more people than we do. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> only just, a billion, right? Just, just a, a billion. billion more, but uh,
2: obviously no middle class. You yeah, are either exactly. uber wealthy or super poor.
0: Yeah and mostly super poor would be my guess. But when you have that kind of population it it does make sense to try to, you know, put together a league like that.
2: Right, but it does and also it does become more cosmopolitan over the last few years with growing businesses and and we know how China's taken off and uh, maybe some of the restrictions socially and that sort of thing are not as as bad in place. Uh, in India as it is in China, but uh, China's improving. India's very much improving, and uh, we'll see how this league works out. We don't know if te- team championships and leagues can work, but uh, people want to keep trying.
0: Uh, well, listen, we like you. You mentioned the Global Poker Index the League. You know, had a great concept. I loved the draft. We did all these things, but. They, a lot of things obviously did not go well yeah. for them. And we'll find out and what's going to happen, know, but we I, really don't know what's going to happen. I don't know that. if I'd want to hold my breath that they'll have a second season. I hope they do. Well,
2: I think they're, they're planning on it, but we'll maybe, see. We'll to see.
0: Maybe, you know, the Indian Poker League. Again, I think the more people, the more countries that try it, to try to have a poker league and try to find the right way of mixing and matching the way that you're going to do this to to make poker a lot more popular, you know, you and I are all for that, Dave. Absolutely. Well, event
2: one was won by uh, Nipun Java, who, uh, as I mentioned, won two bracelets this year. He also won an online. The second one was a $1,000 online t- championship. So uh, he won those two this summer. Uh, he won with his Indian partner. And uh, we talked a little bit about poker in India and his win. It was actually a four-way chop, but he had like half of the chips in play and uh, took the lion's share of the prize money. Uh, Alfredo Guevara, Josh Robbins, and Anna Freitas were the the other three uh, people who chopped. It was event one, a 570, and uh, got a chance to talk with uh, Nipun following his victory. I'm with Nipun Java, who lives in California now, but from India. And uh, we all find that to be a very interesting story because Indian people
1: are really taking off in poker right now. And I'm sure you're thrilled about that. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You said it right. Like a lot of good talent in India, especially poker is kind of suited to our psyche. Like, you know, a lot of... People, working people, very good math background. It's like some of the cultural traits lend lend itself well to playing playing poker. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be having a great year. I mean, it's you know, poker comes like uh, it's not it's not one of those games where uh, it rewards hard work right away or the long run could you know you could run bad for like years but i do believe that if you put work hard enough um right. you can get success at some point and
2: well you've lived in california for a while but do you stay in touch
1: with all the poker players in india and and what's happening there um i do stay in touch uh with most of the most of my interaction happens with them during the world series because a uh, few of them and actually it's the contingent is growing every year they come for the world series and that's how i came to know of them in the first place i've also Played with them, poker with them in India. Back home in India, I've visited India back a couple of times uh, and, and visited card rooms and played there. So yeah, I mean uh, the the friendship is kind of growing and like the relationships are kind of growing now.
2: Well, this year out in Vegas, you won your first uh, bracelet, the first bracelet for an Indian player. Yes. Uh, team the tag team championship with uh, Aditya and. Uh, Tell me about that, the excitement of that for you and uh, as far as it, accomplishments on your uh, on your chain of thought.
1: Yeah, um, it was a special event, like uh, the kind of feeling you get winning, because poker is not a team sport, you know, everyone plays for themselves, right. no one really knows what the other person is going through financially, emotionally, it's a very secluded game. But when you win a team event, it's like the first time, the feeling when you win with someone is a different feeling than just playing for yourself. Cause You know, it's a game which inherently, just by the nature of it, is a very selfish game because you're winning money and you're playing for yourself. But when you play, and I was super happy to be paired up with with a guy from India. And even though it happened by accident, I was like, it was (laughs) elated. Like the whole everyone was on the rail, they were cheering, and it was just a great time.
2: Speaking of an accident, kind of a funny story that you actually had to go to the restroom and he ended up
1: closing out the tournament. Tell me about that. absolutely true. There was... Zero strategy on part of who's gonna play where. In fact, I was so in the zone, like I didn't even realize that I could sub him in. Like I, I was holding, I had to go to the restroom for an hour and I was like, I'm ready <laughs> for the next break. And I'm like, I can't hold it anymore. So I just decided to run. And then Chance, uh, Chance, my good friend was on the on the rail and he's like, Nipun, you can sub him in. I'm like, yeah, of Chance. course, Corners, Chance Corners, okay. yeah. And then he, then he went in and he was playing so good and you know, the fact that he hadn't played with those guys before they you know they had no idea how he played and they were probably playing with me for me for like two days so they had a decent idea how i played uh, it, went, it, went, it, was, it was pretty fun. Uh, tell me about the India Poker
2: League. Uh, it's starting up this year. I don't know if you're going to have anything to do with that, but we know that the Global Poker League uh, was pretty revolutionary. It didn't really have the kind of success people hoped for, yeah. but uh, the Indian businessmen are, are, are getting this thing together, yeah. and I,
1: I like to see steps like that to really uh, celebrate the sport. Yes, I think I think going forward, if you want to bring in advertising dollars into the game right and like bringing money into the game and you want if you want to like make this a more popular game you want to have to involve the masses and I feel like both GPL and I you know Indian Poker League IPL it's just like it's a great venture and you know it's a trial and error method. Like even though GPL didn't have an effect, I'm sure the version two that'll come around will be better than the version one. It gives a feel of what you can do in the landscape. And I like, I have a lot of respect for entrepreneurs who are like risking their money by by promoting this because it is a risk in the end. You know, poker is not a big money spinner for the organizers, even for the casinos. Like everyone who's involved with poker, I have a lot of respect for because they are, they do gamble. Uh, and the two do, do late on the line for uh, for people to promote it like and go for it um so yeah i i i was invited to be part of the ipl but it was so close to the world series and since it wasn't really well planned out based like in terms of when i can get there and the schedule was the scheduling was an issue so maybe I next year can... yeah i'm look i i, I definitely want to go visit okay. and see how the timings and everything works out because uh I think it's a great idea. Well, I'm sure you had a very
2: long summer out in Vegas this year. Uh, The fact that a lot of great players come from the series and come here to South Florida really is a tribute kind of to the Seminole Hard Rock that runs a great event. Uh, You just ended up chopping the first event, uh, which is a big one, a million-dollar guarantee. And uh, you're going to collect some nice money for this one. Uh, Tell me your thoughts about
1: coming to South Florida and how often you play here. Oh, I love the venue. I've I've been a regular... This is one spot, location I do not miss, like, no matter what. Uh, The fact that the property itself is so good, they have the best, based on me, they have the best tournament staff of all poker venues I have been at. They're very knowledgeable, they know what they're doing, and they actually care about the players. So, like, they want to make fair rulings, which is a big thing for me. Like, I want to see people invested emotionally and, like, they, they... take pride in the work and I feel the people the professional staff here, with the poker they take pride in the work I can uh, Tony is like a great one of the best tournament directors I think is the best and um, so I, I never miss this venue I like the. I, I always stay at the property which makes it easy for me mm-hmm. they have a great pool a great gym all those things help decompress when I'm not playing and I'm really really uh, happy to play her.
2: Well, we have the big four here, so what are your plans? Obviously, you'll play the main, I'm sure, and and will you play the high roller or some of the other things as Uh, well? I'm not sure yet. Depending on how you do.
1: Yeah, traditionally, I don't play the high rollers because I feel like it's a tougher. I don't need to battle my Wits against the best players in the world. I'm not one of those guys who's like who has a big ego about poker. I want to play against softer fields and people who I feel I have an edge against. But yeah, we're going to try and satellite in, and if I get in through, yeah, I'll play.
2: Okay. Obviously, you're playing well this summer. You're playing, you win here. Uh, when people get on a roll, it's obvious that
1: uh, it continues. It, it builds it, on itself. It, it is a confidence game for sure. I mean, it's hard to quantify what exactly works, why why it's a confidence game, but there's something about poker which like momentum is a real thing i mean i think if you're playing well it, and you keep on putting yourself in good spots it does help when you
2: uh, when you finish things up here uh, do you feel like you're carrying that indian flag at all do, you, you, do. That you represent
1: your people i do i mean i've been in the states for for over 10 years now 11 years so like my loyalties are both ways now like i do feel like I'm uh I'm I'm a very proud to be in the states and I'm very fortunate for the opportunities that this country has provided me, but at, you know I'm an Indian. I was born in India and like and uh, there's definitely a, sense a part of me, a big part of me, that feels very proud to be born in India and being able to like do some of the things that no one has, else has done before from my country. Yeah. Okay. Good luck over the next week or so. Thank you. Thank you.
2: That's uh, my interview with Nipun Java. Uh, great guy, and uh, congratulations to him. He wins two hundred thirty-three thousand. Not bad for a tournament buy-in of five seventy. No matter how many times he bought in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <even laughs> which if I, don't he bought he in, I don't think you know, he did. I don't think. Even
0: if you bought in six or seven times, it doesn't <laughs> matter. That's a hell of a return on your money. Exactly. Uh,
2: so the tournament has been moving along. Now the first of the big four events uh, started today. The eleven hundred dollar re-entry tournament with a half million dollar guarantee that got underway today, and uh, they are moving along in that event. Also, the super high roller finished today. It started yesterday, finished today. We'll get to some of those results when we come back. But let's take this first break on the program, and we'll return shortly. You're listening to Poker Action Line here from South Florida. Big Joe back in the studio with me here, and we'll talk about a few things when we come (laughs) back. We'll be right back.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
2: However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. The odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play for free demonstration and hope that you will join us and the play-for-real game becomes available later this year. I want to make something of myself.
1: I want to succeed. The National Guard recruiter helped me get where I wanted to go. The Guard is providing me with paid training.
0: In the National Guard, I get money for college plus a steady paycheck. In the Guard, I train near my home.
1: I'm there for my family, my community, and my country. And I'm proud to be a member of the National Guard.
0: Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask how you can get the education and job skills you need in the National Guard.
2: Welcome back to the show, Big Dave and Joe. Uh, glad to have Joe back in the studio. We'll get to some uh, discussions about the uh, main event and the last part of the program of the uh, World Series of Poker. Obviously, we haven't had a chance to talk about that at all, but uh, so I want to stick on the uh, uh, world, the uh, Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open, which is going on now, and talk about a couple of other events. Today was the 1100 got underway. Uh, a lot of our uh, people we've had on the show and good friends, uh, people like uh, the Grinder. Uh, Daryl Fish, Steve Carp, Shetty Siddiqui, uh, a lot of the people representing the hard rock, including, uh, Jessica Dawley, Matt Affleck, and, uh, some of those people all playing in this event. This is a big event here. Uh, chip later right now, Spencer Chaplin at the dinner break, 170,000. Josh Arie in second.
0: There's a name for the There's past. a name we haven't heard in a while.
2: Absolutely. Uh, that's the 1100. There is re-entries, and, uh, they will, uh, they will get underway with the main event on Friday uh which is the 11th of uh, August 11am uh, is day 1 and then Saturday 11 or I'm sorry August 12th at 11am is day 1b and then they'll come back on Sunday the uh the 13th for day 2 Uh, Of course, all of these big four events all will have the final table on the same day, next Tuesday, uh, August 15th. So I'll be over to cover that, and uh, probably a couple times in between now and then. I was there on Monday night. They had the Conine Jeff Conine uh,
0: Charity charity
2: Series of Poker event. Uh, Great turnout. Uh, It's an event that they did have the Jason Taylor there last year, but uh, uh, Jeff's tournament is now in its sixth year, and they've been at the aisle for the first five years. Uh, Came to the Hard Rock this year. Uh, I know that in that event, uh, or actually the Jason Taylor last year had about 120 players, I think this one had 307, so a huge turnout at $300 a pop, and uh, gave away a ton of prizes, and uh, very interesting. Uh, my good friend Dave Lamont that I work on uh, ESPN College Football with uh, was the MC of the event, and a lot of uh, local uh, celebrities, uh, media people like uh, Lebittard and. And uh, Andy Slater and uh, Shelly Mooney. was, was our, there. Was our
0: good friend Nick there also?
2: Nick uh, sort of was there and played. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he did as well this year. Uh, but also, uh, I guess, a couple of Randy Moeller that does the Florida Panthers and, and, and some media people were playing in the event. I did not play. They did not ask me to play. But uh, hopefully someday they will. <laughs> anyway... Uh, it was a great event, and uh aaron Aaron Dermer was the uh, winner uh so uh went deep into the morning a uh, very late tournament would usually get done by about eleven thirty and one of those they start at seven but this one I think went until about one in the morning so anyway, that was a great event raised over seventy thousand for the uh, Conine clubhouse at the Joe DiMaggio children's Hospital, which is a just a great place that provides housing and uh for parents who have children go come down and shipped in from around the country and the children are having operations and staying at the hospital. The parents most of the time can't afford to stay a week or two weeks or whatever. So they stay in this clubhouse which is like a, a all amenity hotel almost at the at the hospital.
0: Oh God bless them because I, I can't even imagine going through that with any of my children when they were growing up. So God yeah. bless them for raising Absolutely. that money. Absolutely. Uh, also,
2: again, as I mentioned, the uh, the Super High Roller, which was the $50,000 buy-in, $1 million guarantee, got underway yesterday. Finished up this afternoon. The winner was Nick Schulman, who is uh, wow. doing a lot of poker commentary on Poker Go. Also did the Super High Roller Bowl this year and uh, is great on the air. He defeated Jake Schindler in head-to-head play. Rainer Kempe, who uh, won the High Roller last year. Uh, finished third, Ivan Luka was fourth, so those were the yeah. four payouts. How many
0: people were in that? They had it's 19 players. 19 players, okay. So
2: including, uh, let's see, who else was in there? Uh, uh, Sam Soverell, David Peters, Dan Coleman, uh, Jason Kuhn, uh, really nice field. Ike Haxton, Bryn Kenny, Chance Cornath, really great Did field. And
0: boy Jason I don't, Arthur, I don't think Jason, Jason played. was in there?
2: No, and I have not seen him during this series yet, but I'm sure he'll play the main Uh, I'm guessing. Anyway, also uh, the 1,100 got underway, as I mentioned, and they they are moving forward in that one. And they're at the dinner break now with a total of 633 entrants uh, in that one. So uh, uh, at the dinner break, uh, I think they're down to, well, they don't have the count. What did you say
0: the the entrance was? That's 1,100. How many people were in that?
2: 633.
0: 633. All right.
2: That was a 500000 guarantee, so they obviously uh, crushed that as well. So they're doing very well uh, over there with the uh, people coming in. I think a lot of the big-name players will be coming this weekend to play in the main and a couple of the other ones, uh, big, the big four. Uh, Maria Ho is here to do commentary and to play. She's in the 1100. I think Phil Helmuth is probably coming in for some commentary as well. So uh, we'll be checking out some of that. And all of that will be streamed on Twitch on Tuesday, so you might want to check that out. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention from the tournament was event number two was a kind of a small one, a $300 buy-in. But making the final table in that one was Jeff Fogel, who uh, is a friend of uh, a lot of our friends of the show, uh, Michael Moed and Matt Waxman and, and Steve Karp. And some of those people are all very good friends with Jeff, who was who has ALS. And is now in the very advanced stages of ALS. A very nice guy, a college or not a college, a girls basketball coach at the Jewish Community Center for many years. He told me he was still doing that, but he made the final table. He's lost the use of his arms and legs. Uh, he can still talk, but uh, in a very soft voice. He has the motorized wheel co- wheelchair with a computer and everything. But he is uh, wheeled to the table, and he has uh, an assistant that moves the cards and the
0: chips Which for Which Michael him. did for him Michael a of Michael has done it before, ago.
2: Matt Waxman, uh, Steve, all those guys have, have served in that role for him. He has a couple guys now, and I'll mention their names. Marlon and Miguel McDonald were there this tournament, and uh, very helpful. And, uh, Jeff finished second in the event, uh, made the oh, final nice. table. And uh, ended up chopping uh, three ways. Nigel Murray was the winner. Hector Pacheco finished third, but uh, he collected twelve thousand for a three hundred dollar event uh, for finishing second.
0: God Which bless. A great that story. It's a great story. Great
2: story, and I uh, wrote a little bit about it in my article for Annie Up. That's going to be appearing at the end of this month, so you may want to check that out. Uh, and. Uh, He was actually, uh, Jeff was the subject of a film documentary uh, done by a local director named Gil Green, and it was uh, produced, uh, executive producer, one of the producers was uh, Udonis Haslam, and Jeff has always been good friends with a lot of the Heat players, and it's called Who is Lou Gehrig, and it's the story of his uh, his illness and, and how he's, fought to still be inspirational to many people, and he's certainly done a great job of that.
0: He, he really, you know, listen, and it's such a shame, too, that we haven't gotten that much further since Lou Gehrig had that disease. Right. It, you know, we haven't come any closer to trying to f- have years a ago. cure for it or a way to slow it down. It's just so sad. Yeah, absolutely. It's
2: very de- de- debilitating uh, disease. Uh, it basically just takes away your bodily functions, your muscles, and, and everything, and uh, till you're h- hardly left to be able to breathe. And, and Jeff's very advanced in the disease, and and uh, he knows he doesn't have a lot of time left. But to be out there playing poker two years ago at the Colossus. He finished 158th out of 22,000 players.
0: That just tells you he's
2: not going to let the disease, you know,
0: beat him. Absolutely, he's not going to let that disease determine how he how he finishes out his life. He's going to go out on his terms and. I just can't, you know, I get goosebumps thinking about yeah, it. Yeah,
2: it's, it's unbelievable. And, I mean, just little things like, I mean, obviously someone helps him with the chips and shows him the cards. He makes all the decisions, lets him know who he wants to fold or what he wants to bet, that sort of thing. But they had the tournament in that separate side room, uh, small area. And, of course, as the table gets smaller and smaller, uh, you know, there's a little more room there, and it's not so bad. But uh, when it got down to ten players, they had to move into the main room all at the same table so you got 10 players at the table and one guy in a wheelchair with an assistant so it's it's not easy the players were very understanding and and uh it was nice to see
0: I I I would not have expected anything less yeah. that the other nine players and and management and everybody else would be more than trying to be more than accommodating to that gentleman. Yeah, absolutely.
2: A lot of stuff coming up. Uh, I want to get to the main event of the World Series of Poker since Joe and I haven't had a chance to discuss it all. Uh, Joe said he didn't get a chance to see too much of it, but I just uh, he did see much of the tournament along the way, and I wanted to talk real briefly about it and. Uh, a uh, question you asked me was, uh, what were the television ratings like? And I want to talk about that as well. So, yep. When we return, we'll get to that and uh, maybe cover a couple of other things that have been in the news. But uh, uh, certainly the focus uh, on the poker world is on South Florida right now. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun uh, week or so in the, n- the next seven, eight days. Yep. So we'll talk more about it when we return. Don't forget you can always find the program on SoundCloud, a great place to find the show. Also, uh, You can pick us up on the Hold'em Radio Network, uh, which is a great place online to listen to a lot of great podcasts. Stitcher.com has it available. Or you can go to our website at uh, PokerActionLine.com. Look at our archives page Hit list of the latest show or maybe an older one as well. Uh, highly recommend listening to the Chris Bolick program two weeks ago. It uh, was just one of my favorite shows of all time. It was just a great show. And, of course, Abby Daniels was on last week. That was a good one as well. But check out the program, and uh, we would be happy to uh, uh, you know, invite you to uh, send in some comments and that sort of thing as well uh, to BigDave at PokerActionLine.com if you uh, choose to do so. Anyway, we'll be back with uh, more of the program. When we return, you're listening to Poker Action Line coming to you from South Florida.
0: This is Poker Action
2: Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. Place your PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. Place your PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com.
1: WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO Radio application and at WFORadio.com.
2: Back on the show, <laughs> Big Dave David Joe, uh, as we move forward with our program this evening. Uh, we want to get back to the uh, World Series of Poker main event a little bit and talk about that. Uh, I know that uh, it was not a good time for you to watch a lot of the no, tournament. Uh, listen, uh,
0: unfortunately, uh, that was the least of my concerns at that time when all of this was going Scott on. Scott Blumstein,
2: Dave. of course, uh, winning the championship and uh, uh, some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, you had asked me about... Uh, how close things got, or did he just roll over the table? I mean, he had a big chip lead at one point, and I, I, I lost a good bit of that to
0: Daniel Ott. On Saturday, when they were at the finals, you know, in between, like I said, I wasn't feeling very good watching a little bit of it. He had such a huge chip lead on second, third-place players there. Unfortunately, I just really couldn't follow it after about ten minutes of watching this. Right. And he was kind of, I don't want to say bullying the table, much like Joe McKeon did, you know, when he had that big chip lead. But, you know, he was making the moves. These guys didn't want to do it. Obviously, there was a big jump in pay of over a million dollars from third to second. And um, I didn't get to watch it after that, I spoke to my brother who would call me every day, and he says, no, this guy kind of ran over. It. But I asked you before the start of the of the show tonight, did anybody get close to him, or did he just run over, the, you know, until until he just took the title. Well, you said I, one of them got within twenty million. Yeah, about twenty million. I think and, at one time
2: he had like about a two hundred million chip lead.
0: Exactly. And then he
2: got down to about twenty. And Dan yacht was really kind of threatening things until uh, one big hand kind of uh, uh, really kind of s- uh, spread things out again. So uh, and know. from there he
0: just took it down. Yeah, exactly.
2: So uh, you know. I don't think he was really ever in complete danger of losing the lead but uh
0: well let me tell you when you said he was so this one opponent got to within 20 million if they were heads up that that you know I believe there was over 350 million chips in play if I'm not mistaken yeah
2: well the way it finished it was kind of funny because uh uh Blumstein was holding ace deuce and Ott was holding ace 8 and uh there really was nothing matching on the table. They uh they got Ott got it all in and Blumstein got a deuce on the river. So uh, that, that's, that's uh well, you know listen
0: When you when it's destined for you, that's what you're gonna get, you know.
2: Absolutely. So uh eight point one five million, uh not, not too shaky. Daniel Ott wins four point seven million. I was kinda wondering if I would see some of those guys here at this tournament. John Hesp, of course, finished fourth, uh two point six million and uh, I haven't seen any of the final nine players here at the hard rock, but I uh, wonder if maybe a couple will show up for the main event.
0: Well, they might show up for that main event I mean you know, remember they changed up the format this year with not going to the November nine anymore so <laughs> it's gotta be tiresome you know to to go through all those hours and you know get to that final table. Maybe they're just doing some promotional stuff, or, or they're just cooling their, their, their <laughs> cooling down a little bit and relaxing yeah, and absolutely. trying to enjoy some of that money. There. Uh, also,
2: uh, during that time, the Hall of Fame inductions uh, came around. Phil Ivey was inducted, as everybody expected, and the other was uh, Devilfish. David Oliott uh, was inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, bringing a lot of joy to European poker players that felt that they have been left out of the system for quite some time, so... Uh, uh, he died in in 2015. Oliot did of cancer, but uh, posthumously
0: uh, inducted well, into the A lot a lot of, of people expected him to maybe get in last year, which he didn't. Right? Uh, or was it in 2015? I think it was passed, last year. It was last year, you know. And uh, what is it? Two years in a row now that we've had a European player yes. get in here with Carlos yeah. Mortensen mm-hmm. getting in uh, last year. Yes. So. I just, you know, you and I have discussed the merit of just allowing only two people in every year. I'm I'm of the belief that if you think three or four deserve it, and if only one deserves it or none, that's the way it should go.
2: Well, I, I know that uh, you probably didn't get to see it, but one of your favorites was Ben Lamb, who uh, came in as a short stack and uh, only lasted four hands on the first night right. of the uh, November 9. Uh, not too surprising, but... Uh, uh, just wasn't able to get anything going and and uh you got to make something happen sometimes and to take the chance yeah and and I'm
0: sure he decided early on you know those couple of days in between uh when they got down to the final 9 that he said hey the first decent hand I get I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to push to try to accumulate some chips and you know uh you know unfortunately it didn't work out like you said four hands in that's a quick exit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
2: I did want to talk about the TV ratings because the TV coverage was outstanding this year. Uh, I'm not sure how it would go over to have uh, it on every night, pretty much, of the of the uh, main event. Uh, a lot of coverage throughout, uh, you know, day starting on day three, basically. And uh, you were able to see a good bit of the action. The numbers overall were up. They were up 3%. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag From uh, we, if you start to really look at the numbers. Now, uh, what
0: numbers are you talking about? The I'm talking TV about ratings the, uh, or the, ad- the
2: final table average was okay. a little under 600,000 viewers, uh, which is broken down by every 15 minutes, and, and then they get an average. But it was up 3%. But for the whole broadcast week, um, the biggest night was, of course, the final night when Scott uh, Bloomstein closed out the title and uh, it was one of the highest-rated programs for ESPN. It finished behind a, a Major League Baseball game uh, with the Cardinals and the Cubs and a Summer League basketball game with the Lakers and the Blazers. Uh, no no Lonzo Ball in that one, by the way. He sat out that <laughs>
3: game.
2: But uh, the... The numbers were up overall, but if you look at some of the other demographics, the 18 to 49, which is a big poker demographic for advertisers uh, when they decide what they want to buy, was down uh, o- over the year, a drop of almost 5%. Uh, and one of the one things that stood out to me was the fact that uh, of the 700, 7,221 players in the event, Only 347 of them were age 21 to 25. That's shocking to me.
0: It really is, because we've been talking about how many young players younger than 25 have made the final table over the last few years. And by comparison, over
2: 884 players were older than 56. So it drew an older crowd this year.
0: Well, guess what? Does Does that really surprise you, Dave, after what we saw last year? When we had a seventy-year-old, and yeah. we had Neil Bloomfield no, at sixty-three. Not. I guess not. All of a sudden, people in their mid—you know, people that are fifty and older start. To, and Cliff Joseph—he also was another one last year. Cliff was was fifty, wasn't right, he? Right. Yeah. So you had three players: fifty, sixty-three, and about seventy. Right. It was was give or take a year or two. Right. On the ages there.
2: And then a couple of years ago How long Upload have people
0: field? like ourselves and people who do shows like us been saying this is turning into a young man's game this is turning into a young man's game the uh you know the uh, the marathon sessions of playing 12 hours a day you know and and this going on for so long and by the time you get to that final table you have to put in about 90 hours of poker hours this is no longer you know uh, people our age it's no longer for those for them now Last year you had two, three players that were 50 and over, and one's over 60 and, and another 70. Now you start saying, hey, you know what, I can do this. If I prepare for it, if I get myself in the, in the right physical frame to, to, to withstand the right. marathon sessions of playing this, and look at the success that they had. Right. Neil came in third last year, didn't he? Uh, The year before. I mean, the year before, right. So you know, you had all these players that are all of a sudden at at age that most people didn't think would happen. So that we've had an increase. What were the numbers last year? And you wonder what that effect John Hesp will have on the field next year. Exactly. You know, and and you have, listen, uh, that's a nice demographic number to, to get up, I think. And I think the WSOP is happy. The young people, you know, it's still a, a, a pricey pricey t- tournament to get into. This could have just been, you know, uh, uh, something that just happened for this particular year. Yeah. The number I'm even more curious for, and I don't know if you have it there, was how many women entered this year's tournament.
2: Well, it was under 4%, uh, which was a little disappointing. Uh, overall, in all the tournaments, it was up around 5%. But it was under 4%. In the Wasn't main event last
0: year under 3 or just around 3 It was
2: about the same as last year, somewhere between 3 and 4%. But uh, it's not really growing, and that's a little distressing. Uh, of the main event players, it did uh, give me this quote, that of those uh, 347
0: aged 21 to 25, only one was a woman. Wow, so so you're talking about roughly just under four percent. So you're looking at two seventy to two eighty, yeah. as far as the the field was concerned. So that means the two two let's say two seventy five were over the age of twenty five. Yeah,
2: and then the over fifty six number, thirty three women over fifty six. So that's uh, there you go. That's
0: I think surprising. those are those are, are those are nice numbers yeah, to that's smile at, at and something that uh, you can that always pick out some good things and some bad. Exactly, things. Exactly, and I and I think that that's a number that they want to see keep continue to grow you know just just because of the way that age group spends its money you know for the WSOP the Rio you know um i I'm, I'm actually I did not expect you to tell me there was over 800 players which is what about 12% of the field yeah uh was over the age of 50 that's 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 pretty nice. That's very nice.
2: Uh the other numbers that came out were November were final table numbers I should say. Uh the first year of the November nine was a huge success, two point three million uh for the two thousand and eight. That's the first year they had that. Uh but they would fall all the way down to two thousand twelve the lowest seven hundred and thirty five thousand viewers. And then this year was uh seven hundred forty one thousand. So near the bottom of the of the rung as far as what it's drawn for a final table. It was uh just a little bit less than last year. So the the fact that they had it right away instead of in the November I, you made know what, a, Dave, made not
0: much of a difference. I, I think the W S O P has missed a great marketing yeah, you tool said there. That, yeah. You know, be due to the fact that you know what we've spoken about it we've enjoyed the november 9 or I know I have at least at first I didn't like it like I've said before on the show then I kind of really enjoyed it but they haven't built it up with the momentum yeah. of you know even partnering with espn of doing kind of like each yeah, individual exactly. player kind of giving a you know building up each player over over the over the weeks and and months that lead up to the November 9 so you kind of generate that interest and maybe have someone you know say hey you know I like the, this guy's backstory let's let's see if we can go from there I I think they've missed an opportunity there and I think that's why they changed back to now and The numbers really didn't pan out with uh, with, what I'm sure they wanted. Right, exactly.
2: Okay, well, uh, still enjoyed the event. I enjoyed the TV coverage. I hope they continue that next year, even though it wasn't a huge success. Uh, You know, I hope they give it a little more time to build itself. And uh, it was great coverage this year, and I really enjoyed that. Anyway, let's take our last break on the show. When we return, we'll uh, listen to an interview of another up-and-coming South Florida player that I talked with. And uh, we'll get a chance to hear from him. Brandon Agaloff, who uh, had a deep run at the Isle in their Florida State Poker Championship, also had a final table out at the World Series this year. Uh, We'll hear from him when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be back after these messages.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
2: when the play-for-real game becomes available later this year. Final segment of the show, Big Dave and Joe. Glad to have Joe back in the studio. And uh, uh, I got a chance uh, to pick up a couple of interviews over at the aisle. Uh, One of them was with an up-and-coming young South Florida player named uh, Brandon Agaloff. And uh, what I do usually during the series, because I write a Florida column for uh, Up Magazine, keep keep a very close eye on the South Florida players, and he was someone I had never heard of, uh, but finished at a final table, finished third in one of the events. Uh, as it turns out, there was another South Florida player named Samuel Phillips that uh, was also uh, in that tournament and finished sixth. But uh, I didn't know who Brandon was or what he looked like or anything, but I happened to uh, run into him at the aisle. He was running very deep again, and I, I wanted to get a chance to talk to him. turns out he's a good friend, one of the best friends of uh, Chris Bolick and uh, and, uh, How great is that? Yeah, two days, uh, two, two tournaments before that, uh, Chris had won his bracelet. Uh, also, Louis Calvo, who is a South Florida player that plays at Magic City, also won a bracelet. And uh, so Brandon almost made it three in a row. Uh, but he finished third in a great payoff and, uh, and went very well at the Isle as well. So I talked to him uh, a couple of weeks ago over at the Isle. Here's what he had to say. And We're Brandon Agaloff here at the Isle, Florida State Poker Championships, coming off the biggest score of your career this summer out in Vegas at the World Series of Poker. Um, Let me ask you, first of all, um, as a South Florida player, I don't know if you realized it at the time, but... Louis Calvo won Event 49.
3: He's from Magic City. Okay. Chris Pollock plays here. He won Event 50. Chris is, a, Chris, Chris is one of my best friends. Okay. I, I, I actually ran. We were playing 12-handed, and I actually missed my small, my big blind, small blind, and button to go hop in his winner's photo. Oh, okay. So. Okay. I'll go back and look at that. Yeah, event. that was pretty cool. Uh, and then in Event 52,
2: you finished third. And uh, I don't know if people realize it, but you had the chip lead very late in that one. You're with three for, other big-name players, Nelson yep. Sharanya. Uh, Andy Frankenberger and Kerry Katz, who plays a lot of big high rollers. Right. Uh, what are your thoughts and when you get that late in the tournament right there? It's obviously going to be the biggest score of your career. Tell um, me a little bit about how you felt and how, how I, it
3: went down. I felt uh, great four-handed, 70% of the chips in play. Um, you know, lose 600K, doubling up Kerry. Andy Frankenberger bust, so we're down to three-handed. Um, you know, mentally drained. You know, playing ten straight hours, three days. I don't know how the main event guys do it. Seven days, it's right. Amazing. Takes a takes a toll on for you, sure. honestly. Um, you know, playing three-handed just for, you know, a few hands. I opened two straight buttons and motion, uh, three-bet me both times, and I, I just was frustrated and didn't want to believe him, and I didn't really know how to, you know, size a four-bet, so I just decided to just stick it in and with nine ten off, which was probably a huge mistake you know obviously he had he woke up with ace queen and the time before he had ace king so you know i should have just folded and lived to fight another day with 5.5 million and three-handed still would have been chip leader with half the chips in play but i went for it and i was wrong and he won the hand and uh i was still in that's it that's the way go. i still had 25 plus bigs you know right. but uh
2: and you actually got eliminated when you had pocket kings up against motion and he yeah. had he had a
3: very small hand but yeah. happened to flop a straight yep he did he had uh He opened, I mean, regardless of what his holding was, I had two kings in the blind, and I was playing pretty tight, so I felt like if I three-bet there, he wasn't very often going to call or four-bet, so I just kind of disguised my hand by just flatting, and I was planning on check-raising almost any non-ace flop, and I did, except he flopped a straight. And I was like, I was drawing to run uh, runner-runner, right. spade on the turn. If a spade hit the river, I would have doubled, but I didn't, and I got third. So, so you're strong out there, and uh,
2: obviously you're going to walk away a little disappointed because yep. of the position you were in, yep. but when you've had a chance now to look back at it, of course, nice payday, $161,000. Right. Um, what's it do for your
3: career, basically? I mean, uh, um, you're kind of a grinder that... Uh, you know, plays locally here in Florida. Do you play a lot in the World Series? Uh, you know, a handful of events every mm-hmm. summer, you know, anywhere from five to ten. After, you know, have a couple of caches, yeah. keep going and going. Um, I played maybe ten events this summer. I, I was after if I didn't you know, have a big score I would have just left after that. But I, I played a few more and I played the main and ended up bubbling day three of the main. Oh, wow. But it does a lot, you know, for your confidence, for your uh for your bankroll, obviously. So it was it was a good experience. So, a good
2: summer. I had Chris on my show last Wednesday right? Night, and Chris had, you know, obviously the bracelet there. Right. And, uh, you know, he comes away kind of disappointed because he also made day three
3: of the main event. But right. uh, you guys ought to be pretty proud of yourselves. Yeah. I mean, Chris has nothing to be ashamed of, obviously, you know, winning a bracelet. Um Getting to day three of the main and not cashing kind of stinks. Chris, I think busted the main and level two, or the second level of day, of day three. three right. I busted like 200 players shy of the money. The you know right right before the the last break, so or second to last break, so that really stunk. Um, I I mean. Yeah, it's, it's a long grind, so you play so good for so long, and then you know you make one little mistake or lose a pot, and, and you're out. Would you consider yourself an amateur player or a semi-pro? Um, uh, do you have a full-time job outside of poker? Yeah, I still have a job. Um, I consider myself better than most and as good as not anyone, but I feel like I'm very confident in my ability to play tournament poker. Um, you know? If I get lucky and come back tomorrow and win this I'll I'll play a little bit more as well.
2: Does a does a final
3: table like that change your outlook and say next year I'm going out for seven weeks and playing as many um, as I can. I've gone out for six weeks in the past and I mean, I think it comes down to uh, if you have a job, how long you can get away for, how big your bankroll is, if you have people to buy pieces of you, you know, you have to be able to afford somehow the buy-ins for all right. those tournaments yeah, and to make time for them. So. Or make a name for yourself and get back. Right, that that always helps as well. Um, yeah. I mean, e- either way, you know, I, I always know I'm going to go out there and play something. Okay. So whether it's all six or seven weeks or a handful of tournaments as long as i have an opportunity to play something i I feel i feel pretty good uh let's just finish up with this tournament here the main event of the uh, florida state poker championship you've been pretty
2: much under the chip average most of the day playing short stacks. but we've shown a lot of patience that's the thing me me and chris talked about the other night Mm -hmm. was that he often has been very
3: patient he came from the short stack to win his bracelet and so you haven't given up hope in this one yet? Yeah, um, that's one thing I, I learned from Chris, honestly, is uh, there's no reason to really just give up on your tournament hopes, whether you have six big blinds or 20 or 15 or whatever. just You can always live to fight another day. You can always look for a better spot. Um, just try to get it in with the best hand, you know, and just be patient. When it, you
2: fight another day tomorrow, uh, do you come in with some kind of a special plan to, to
3: try to jump out and it really. up a couple I, times I, early? I, I, I have 250K going to be at, what's the big line tomorrow, 24,000. Okay. So I have 10 bigs. Okay. So I have to get it in. Okay. So the first decent-looking hand in okay. the right situa- right spot, I'm, I'm going for it. Okay. You know. Well, good luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure. Appreciate it. you.
2: That is Brandon Agaloff, a player here from South Florida that I think we should keep an eye on uh, over the next couple of years. Uh talented player that uh, uh, is a really good guy and uh, certainly look forward to seeing him uh, play, hopefully this weekend, and among uh, many of our other friends that are here in town to, to do uh, this great tournament, the SHRPO, which is uh, huge. I mean, the Poker Night in America crew is here to shoot some of that and of course uh that will they will be covering the big 4 and then they'll have their big cash games that they always have here so uh they've invited the public to come out and uh be a part of that broadcast uh i think that's the 16th and 17th and then they will be heading up for a big tournament up in uh, Schenectady, New York for
0: uh at the Rivers Casino. Well, listen, we've been saying it for years, you know, the uh the Hard Rock down here <laughs> has become a destination poker tournament. Uh, One of our guests today already uh, said how much he prefers playing here and how much he loves and thinks that the staff there is the best in in the country. So, um, you know. Bigger and better things just to go going forward with these guys i mean they 've done everything first class since since they 've started, and whatever's needed to be tweaked dave they 've always been able to do it and, and, and have come out with tremendous results
2: absolutely so uh, looking forward to checking out some of that uh, TV coverage up close uh, a lot of stuff, fun stuff uh, this week uh, when we uh, i 'm actually going out of town this weekend, so i won 't see some of that, but I will see the final tables and and those other things as well. But it's not the only thing going on in the World Poker. Obviously, the World Poker Tour uh, just finished up out in uh, Oklahoma at the Choctaw uh, Tournament. 924 entries in their main event, a $3,700 buy-in. And the winner was Jay Lee, who is uh, from Austin, Texas, a Chinese food delivery man.
3: Good for him. So,
2: (laughs) really, it just goes to show you that uh, no matter what your job is... uh, you can leave it behind by winning uh several hundred thousand dollars at the poker. Table. There you go. Uh he defeated uh head to head he knocked off well I don't even let's see do I have that here? <laughs> I don't even have that here but, but uh, is stop the issue here dude. <laughs> <laughs> he did win uh, 593,000. I know that uh, Josh K was also at that table and uh it was a pretty good event out there. Not not a lot of big names at that final table that I could uh, point to, but uh he wins close to 600,000, so I'm not sure if he'll be uh delivering the dim sum uh <laughs> next week. <laughs> anyway, uh a lot of great stuff going on, and we'll keep you updated, as we always do here on Poker Action Line. Look forward to uh, getting a few more interviews, bringing them to you next week, uh, getting some people. Hope you'll be back in the studio next week, uh, Joe. Certainly sir, I know like, you're so fighting sir, to um, get back, and and uh, obviously very courageous of you to uh, get right back in the saddle again here on the show. because uh, I'm, I'm going to do it's my tough. best,
0: Big it's, Dave, it's, I'm it's telling you. So uh, after I talk with my doctors this week, I'll see what what <laughs> what, what plan they have for me. So hopefully I'll be here Next week, but trust me. As soon as I'm well, I'll be I'll be back every single week like I've been doing for seven years. So. Absolutely,
2: uh, Geo. Thank you for all your help as usual on the show, and uh, we'll bring you another edition of the show next week. Uh, and we look forward to uh, covering the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open here on the program. We'll be back with a great show for you next week. We hope you'll pick us up on uh, iTunes or wherever you get your uh, your podcasts or on our website. Uh, look forward to being with you next week. I'm Big Dave Lemon saying so long here from South Florida.
1: The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or
3: callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.